Hi everyone, Josh Wasta here. Before we start the brand new graphically novel project, Rec Conversations, just a couple of housekeeping notes. First of all, when we were recording this, we didn't have our theme yet, which you will hear in one second done by our house band Vandello, and specifically with vocals by Jared Adam and it is awesome. Uh, second of all, obviously, due to the nature of the show, this is going to be full spoilers. Duh. So if you don't want spoilers for the comic storyline that we are talking about, well, then there you go. Don't listen. Or listen later. Read and then listen. I like that better. Uh, thirdly, if you're looking to be a guest, if you have a comic book storyline, if any of you uh, are interested in contacting us, uh, retconversations at gmail.com. Well, enough of me. Let's get back to, well, me. Take it away, Vandello. A little wreck conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration ain't me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rhett Conversations, our second episode. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri. And uh, yeah, we're here to explain today House of M. And here to do that with me, because I cannot do this alone, is my wonderful co-host, Leia No More Mutants Cameron. <laughs> I think of it more like the Lionel Hutz, like, no, more mutants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as usual, we have a guest, someone that is here that wants us to explain this crazy-ass storyline. And today we have our good friend, Matt Hurt. Uh, Matt, welcome. Thanks, Josh. Uh, so Matt, uh, this is your first time on a on not just Rhett Conversations, but a graphically novel production. Yep. And uh, when that happens, we usually ask our guests, um, what is your history with comic books? Okay, well, uh, my history with comic books is is very long, almost as long as I've been able to read, which is a long time. Uh, I read Archie when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. uh, in the 80s and early 90s, I got really deep into mostly the Marvel stuff. Um, favorite growing up was Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. I will die on that hill of there mm -hmm. being no better Ghost Rider. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's a not often touted run, but I I, I am a big fan. A, a big piece of it was Mark Texier's work. Uh, he was the artist and just really good at grabbing the eye of a, of a middle school, high school, young high school age kid. Uh, then in college, I got into all the um, the, the DC uh, books. I'm through. I'm having a dumb moment right now. I'm blanking on the imprint, but Vertigo. it's all Vertigo. Thank you, Leo. <laughs> you uh, know what? I didn't even have to know. You, I could have been totally wrong, but I just, I know you that well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Invisible, Sandman. Um, all the mind bendy stuff that came out of there. Then Ooh, I Transmetropolitan, the first time that I could mention it on the new show. Uh, yeah, uh, Spider Jerusalem was a was a personal hero for some time, uh, <laughs> even though he was a very bad man. Um, but yeah, Transmet's a favorite. Uh, then I I took a break for a while, but then the MCU happened, and I started caring about comics again because damn, I love the MCU stuff. And uh, yeah, you're well well met, my friend. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> But in reading, once I got back into reading for a while, I still, I, I went back to Image, 
uh, and was doing some of the better independent books, East East versus West, um, Trans Transcender, I think it was called, or Descender. Does anybody I'm not familiar know? with either of those? Not, I, yeah. I, I, I can't. I, heard, I can't, I've heard of East versus West. Okay. Or East, I'm um, sitting on my West? coffee table, literally in the other room right now. I've just never picked it up. <laughs> it's it's very good. Um, <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, as a gamer, Rat Queens, obviously. Oh God, Rat Queens is amazing. Yes, but uh, then as of late, uh, once I found a lot of friends, mostly you guys talking about Marvel, and it, it got me really back interested in talking and getting back into the books. So I'm reading it again. Uh, just read through the entire Avengers disassembled storyline and was reminded how much I've missed and so many things going on. I have no clue but it was a starting point again. Well, and Avengers Disassembled leads right into the storyline that we'll be doing today. So uh, for those that are not familiar, uh, our setup is as thus. We're going to have um, a professor uh, to to give the lecture on House of M uh, today. That will be Miss Cameron. Professor uh, L, thank you. <laughs> professor L, I love it. <laughs> Uh, since Matt is our guest, and since he is the person that is not well-versed in the storyline that we are explaining it to, at any point, he has the power to stop the entire lecture to ask a question. It could be, who is that? It could be, what are they talking about? It could be, what the fuck is that? You know, it, it, however really you want to react to it, but you can stop at any time and ask a question. At that point, it is the duty of the second host, in this case, for this show, it would be me, to answer his question. Uh, we'll see if Leia has as many problems as I had remembering that the other person needs to answer the question. Uh, <laughs> because I was on a roll and I just wanted to keep going. Uh, so this will be a fun experiment and please, please don't add us if we are constantly talking over each other. <laughs> So, Professor Cameron on uh, the, or Professor L on the topic of House of M, the floor is yours. All right. Okay. So, uh, Matt, you did mention that you uh, read um, Avengers Disassembled to to prep for this, which I do appreciate. Um, for the people who have not read that, I'm going to give a real brief synopsis uh, that will basically get us to where this opens up, so that it doesn't just open up in the because it, it basically opens in media res, um, and you know, it's uh, without that little bit of, of background, you're not going to know what's happening. Um, so House of M takes place after Avengers Disassembled, uh, which is a storyline wherein, uh, very long story short, um, Dr. Doom mind controls Wanda to attack the Avengers. Um, Ant-Man, Vision, and Hawkeye are killed during this plot line. Doctor Strange puts Wanda into a coma uh, and Professor X and Magneto retrieve Wanda. They take her to Genosha, an island that was created to be a kind of uh, mutant paradise, free of safety and rule. Um, and it was destroyed shortly before the events of House of M in a sentinel attack. Um, it is at the time of this plot line what our uh, previous president would have described as a shithole country. Um, <laughs> Can I actually stop you for a quick question? Yes. I, I know I know this is pre-actual House of M. You mentioned that Doctor Doom controlled, mind-controlled Wanda to attack the Avengers. Um, that wasn't in anything I read. Was that preamble, like pre-Avengers pre disassembled? Because what I got was all these horrible things happened to the Avengers. And then I got like a five-page reveal near the very end that says, oh, it's Wanda. And that was the only time Wanda was in the storyline. I think your run, Leia, may go longer when it comes to Avengers Disassembled than the, just the story that is in trade paperback for. Yeah. There are longer issues like omnibuses, and I think that's what you have access to. And that's a great question, Matt, because, uh, <laughs> man, welcome to comics. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're reading House of M, and, and by the way, the book that we used is actually out of print, um, but... Uh, it, it is the collected 
one through eight house of M. Some have an issue of the pulse in them, which is like the daily bugles. This is what the world looks like. Some don't. Some are house of M that they're huge and very, very thick. That is house of M that has all of the different house of M tie-ins in it. Um, sometimes you'll just run into like house of M of M Avengers. That's not actually the house of M storyline. That's just where these certain Avengers were in their history to lead up to the events of house of M. Um, and so that can get confusing. Uh, and if you're new to comics, the, the best recommendation that I have is just look for, um, ask a buddy, first of all, um, or just look for specifically what you're looking for and check how many issues it covers. Yeah, because I, I reverted right back to my completionist nature and I went and found a checklist of every issue from Prelude, tie-in, the entirety of Disassembled, and I just went issue by issue instead of doing the trades and thought I caught everything, but clearly I missed a really big piece, which ended up leaving me going, well, I know House of M is huge. Why was it this tiny reveal of we don't know who it is, we don't know who it is, oh, it's Wanda, the end, and it leads to this massive thing. The Doctor Doom thing, that's that's a pretty big deal, and uh, that changes how I see the story. Right, absolutely. Uh, a good, uh, Another good example is we talked about Civil War in our last Rec Conversation show, and uh, there's a lot that happens just after that that changes a bunch of stuff, because um, that's when Cap gets shot with time bullets. Time bullets. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that's time travel kyle uh but, but yeah so there are yeah a lot of a lot of people will take a lot of different things away from the story but the story itself of um house of m did not include that part uh, or uh, not house of m i'm sorry the the uh disassembled i think that was a just after thing much as i consider steve rogers being shot after civil war as part of civil war Gotcha. Well, that, that extra context definitely helps. Sorry for railroading us before we get to the actual story we're talking about. No, 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 no that's, that's your good. job. That's a good question. And to be to be completely honest, I do not remember what plot line or what, uh, not what plot line, but what uh, what book that's revealed in. I, I honestly don't remember where I... <laughs> <laughs> where I read that. Um, okay, so, all right. So, um, Doctor Strange puts Wanda into a coma. Professor X and Magneto take her back to Genosha. Um, and it's in ruins now um, because there was a sentinel attack. Um, but some mutants are still living there. Um, when House of M opens, we open on Wanda giving birth to the twins. Um, she's surrounded by family, friends, Doctor Strange. It's beautiful. It's happy. It's, you know, the, the, the mystery of, of life, the miracle of birth. Um, and this Hang is on, I gotta stop you. Yes. So you're saying she gave birth to her twins at the beginning of House of M, mm -hmm. but what I remember from Disassembled, she went mad partially because of her kids. Yep. Yes, this is can, correct. Can Can you clarify this for me? Yes, oh. I am going to. Uh, I'm going to, to. Let me finish my sentence, and it will. Oh, make I'm so sense. sorry. That's <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, so she's surrounded by friends, family, Doctor Strange, and then uh, is is rudely awoken um, by uh, Professor X, who intercedes commanding her to put them back um with this we kind of pull back and we see that wanda is now returning to reality once again and she is absolutely devastated by all of the losses she's caused the people that have have died um because of the things that she's done and she's still extremely unstable um so professor x is makes her go back to sleep uh via telepathy um so she is she's out um so basically she's just reliving this over and over again 
um, and she's not well. Um, that's that's how that happens. So hopefully that clarified. <laughs> okay, so 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 the birth scene opening it was actually her reliving what had driven her mad in the first place. Right. Got it. Okay. Right. That makes sense, actually. <laughs> Um, so after all this, you know, um, Professor X and Magneto are, are talking to each other, um, and Magneto wants to know if, if, uh, Xavier can fix her, but he can't. Wanda's just too strong. Um, and Magneto kind of has this introspective moment where he, he blames himself for the way that he raised or didn't raise or, or influenced his children. Um, in the meantime, uh, after this, this, uh, brief conversation is had, uh, Professor X calls a meeting of the X-Men and the Avengers at the tower, uh, at Avengers Tower, um, to decide what should be done with Wanda. Hang on. Um, yes. So there are Avengers again because yes. because at the end of Disassembled, again, the Avengers disbanded supposedly for good and all went their separate ways. This is true. Yes. And that um, is that is actually a question that uh, we are we are brought in to the show or to the uh, comic because the people talking about it are Wonder Man, Ms. Marvel, and Falcon are outside the new Avengers, basically saying, "Okay, they called everybody here. What's what's up?" Okay, so so it opens with the Avengers don't necessarily exist at this point because most of them quit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, to be yeah, going forward, when I when I say the Avengers, I mean people who were former Avengers. Awesome. For the most that, part. that helps a lot. Um, that was that was my bad in wording that, but yes, that's that's what I meant by that. <laughs> I, I will hear that going forward, and you don't need to make all those words happen. You the superheroes formerly known as the Avengers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, yeah, so they meet up at Avengers Tower and they're trying to decide what should be done with Wanda. Um, she's obviously very dangerous. She's unstable. She keeps fucking with things. It's Nobody's having a good time. Um, Emma Frost, ray of sunshine that she is, concludes almost immediately that Wanda has to die and Wolverine agrees. Um, Stephen Grant Rogers, too pure for this world, wants to give her a second chance and seek alternatives. <laughs> um, even Dr. Very Stephen in line. <laughs> very, very much in line with, with oh, Stephen yeah. Rogers. And oh, Emma yeah, Frost absolutely. wanting to kill someone outright is also very much in line with <laughs> Emma Frost. Yeah, I feel like in the comic they, they talk for approximately 30 seconds and emma frost is just like kill the bitch um that tracks <laughs> i love uh, but... me some emma frost and jen hates her some emma frost <laughs> which i didn't i didn't mention that auditing this course today is, is the lovely baronessa jennifer allen okay. sorry for sneezing <laughs> <laughs> sorry for i was party trying rocking. to be so quiet <laughs> never be sorry for party rocking <laughs> I got two drinks in front of me and I got a little thing of fireball in case oh, things God. get get dicey. So uh okay. Anyways, Mr. 405. Um <laughs> so uh so and even Dr. Strange says he can't help her. There's nothing he can do. So uh there's also two a secondary concern from uh from the X-Men who are concerned that uh, what Wanda's doing can really fuck them over uh, in terms of like human mutant relations, which is valid. Um, they eventually decide to go and talk to her and see where her head's at before making a decision. Um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Quicksilver shows up in, in Genosha, finds out that there's been talk of killing Wanda and understandably is pretty pissed off about that. Um, Magneto's also pissed, but like for a different reason. He's mostly sad and he doesn't know what to do. Um, but Pietro is just outraged that this could even be a consideration. Um, you might, I, I just have to interject one thing, and it's a minor, minor <laughs> thing, but I loved yeah. it. Uh, Pietro was actually at the Avengers meeting and just ran to Genosha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they start talking about killing Wanda, and he like, he like leaves, but runs to Genosha and is there in like a minute. Right. Like he does. <laughs> 
Um, Barry Allen ain't got nothing on this motherfucker. He's he's Quicksilver. <laughs> he runs as fast as the comic writers need him to. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so uh, he he dips. He shows up in Genosha and is, is yelling at Magneto. Uh, in the meantime, Professor X rounds up both the pro and and anti killing Wanda groups uh, and and takes them to Genosha. Um, by the time he arrives, Wanda's gone. And then all of a sudden, there's a bright flash of light. And then everybody wakes up. When they wake up, things are fucking weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So uh, here are some things, and this is not this is not a comprehensive list, uh, but a brief overview of some interesting things that have taken place uh, after this flash of white. The first and most important thing is that Magneto and his family, uh, which is Wanda, Pietro, and Lorna, uh, are a ruling family of mutants known as the House of Magnus. Sure, why not? <laughs> Genosha has been completely restored. Um, Cyclops is married to Emma Frost. Okay. Peter Parker is a celebrity. Uh, he is married to Gwen Stacy and not Mary Jane, and they have a child. Is he still Spider-Man? What's that? Yes. Is he Uncle still Spider-Man? Yes, and yes. Uncle Ben is also alive. Um, and he, in order to... This is a... a subsidy like a, one of the the spider-man comic basically of the house of m which gives more background um he's a celebrity he's believed to be a mutant because most celebrities in this world are mutants um and people pretending to be mutants and not being mutants are are treated very poorly uh and his uncle ben is still alive running kind of his entertainment empire but in order to punish him he has hired j jonah jameson to be his publicist okay <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Carol Danvers is now Captain Marvel and not Ms. Marvel. Um, Steve uh, Rogers was never frozen. And he is just like a, a like a hundred-year-old man who's just kicking it. Uh, just, just living his life. Um, Dr. Strange is now a psychologist. Um, like no magic powers psychologist? Right. Okay. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And Wolverine wakes up next to Mystique in a helicarrier. He realizes very quickly that he is in a relationship with Mystique. Um, and he's also head of the House of Magnus's Red Guard. And he remembers everything. Oh, and, oh. and he reports directly to Stephen Shaw. Yes. As in, we're talking Hellfire Club. Wait, Black Stephen King. Shaw or Sebastian Shaw? Sorry, Sebastian Shaw. Okay, uh, so, so Hellfire Club leader is over Wolverine in the Royal Guard of the House of Magnus, is what you're saying? Yes. But, but, but Logan knows that all of this is right wrong yes he wakes up and he's Correct. like what the hell is going on okay um so wolverine understandably confused at the fact that he can remember two very very different lives um and also understandably confused at the fact that he can remember any of this uh because he's been mind wiped so many times um he's he doesn't quite understand what's going on uh and as a result just yeets himself out of the he helicarrier which is a perfectly normal reaction to that i suppose sure. um because he wants to go get some fresh air i am not making this up this is a thing that actually happened <laughs> yep Instead of instead of the uh, the Captain America from Civil War jumps out of a out of a helicarrier and lands on a jet, this is just Wolverine going. Well, I'll survive it. Just jumps off, just, and it's it's yep. kind of hilarious. Even in the comic, I mean, I remember I re when I was rereading it, I was like, I forgot this happened, and I was just laughing because it's just, I mean, you know, who among us wouldn't do the same, right? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so he lands like a comet in New York City. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the other things that I'll just add, because it was my favorite little panel, is Colossus in full, like, mutanted up armor is in a Russian field. You just see him, yes. and he's tilling the fields, and boom, he's there's no more. No more of Colossus. <laughs> just Colossus is in a field. Like, that's the only scene? Yeah. Like, okay. he's just, I'm back on my family's farm. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> which also really tickled Jen because she like read it. She looked at me. She's like, that, that's it. I'm like, that's actually his perfect light. Like, yeah. That's what he wants. <laughs> um. All right. So he eats himself out of the helicopter, um, lands in New York City like a comet and uh, starts to learn a little bit about this weird new world he's woken up in. Um, in this new world, mutants are the dominant species and um, House of Magnus lords over them all. Um, he's understandably bewildered and he tries, he, his first course of action is to try and find Professor X. Uh, so he goes to um, Xavier Institute um, in the middle of the night. <laughs> And terrorizes Wolverine's got a Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> just just busts in and, and essentially terrorizes a family who's living in this mansion who's like, we don't know what you're talking about. We've lived here for 15 years. Please just, you know, our money's in the safe. Please don't hurt us. Um, <laughs> well, so once again, Wolverine's got a Wolverine. <laughs> and so... So that he he then he's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna go to Stark Tower. Goes to Stark Tower, uh, but that's when his teammates from the Red Guard show up and try to kick his ass. Um, Is there anybody else in the Red Guard I should know about slash recognize besides Mystique and Sebastian Shaw? Yes, hold on one moment. I know uh, Nightcrawler, Rogue, okay. um, and I'm trying to remember the rest. Hold on one second. Uh, I got to flip to it. <laughs> So, yes, Mystique, Nightcrawler, Rogue, Toad, um, and Jessica Drew. Je Jessica Drew. Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. That is that is the Red Guard. That makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, it's Mystique and her two kids. Oh, no, yeah. the, the Mystique and Rogue and Nightcrawler makes absolute sense. Toad is kind of just funny, because Toad is always it's, funny. It's 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 the Jessica Drew that got me. That, that's just weird. <laughs> she she comes up later. Okay. Um. So, all right. So, um. Red Guard shows up. They try to kick his ass. He escapes because he's Wolverine. Um. And just out of absolutely fucking nowhere, Cloak shows up and does his thing and poofs him into a basement with Luke Cage and a bunch of other folks. Um. Turns out that Luke Cage is leading the Human Resistance Movement. Uh. One of the people he's he's with several uh several folks. Um, uh, several different heroes and and former mutants and um one of the people that there is hawkeye who's pissed because that's that's clint and, and also alive yes <laughs> yes this will be important later this will be important later okay <laughs> so he's there well, of course you know wolverine is is confused by that as well um and he threatens logan which uh then leads to him <laughs> and i couldn't believe this uh he shoots him in the neck with an arrow which seems pretty harsh at first but it's really just to destroy a tracker in wolverine's neck but okay. keep in mind though he knows nothing about wolverine or his powers when he does it right exactly he just shoots this guy in the neck um and uh you know wolverine's fine um <laughs> But it's too late because the Red Guard have, have tracked him with the tracker. Uh, and they show up and they attempt to kick his ass again. Uh, and then Cloak poofs them over to the Kingpin's office because he knew it would be empty. Point um, of order. Uh, the Red Guard do not show up. Sentinels show up. Oh, and I'm, to which no, they say, right. Sapien targets identified. You are right. I mistyped oh. that in my notes. You are absolutely right. Neat. Um, so the mutants control the Sentinels. 
Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, so then uh, they're sitting in the Kingpin's office and Wolverine's like, I'm going to tell you what's going on, but I assure you, you will not believe me. <laughs> and they're is they, they so, you know, they're, they're like, no, you know, go ahead and tell us. And, and he lays it all out for them. He's like, you know, we're, we're not, th- this is a false reality. There's, there's something wrong. Uh, and of course, everybody's like, you're, you're nuts, dude. Um, and uh, in, in his, his introspective sort of monologue, uh, he determines that it must be Magneto who's behind all this, who used both Wanda and Professor X to warp reality and give everybody their, their deepest desires. Um, and he kind of extrapolates that since Magneto's wish is to, you know, be the leader of the mutants and, and to see uh, sapiens subjugated um, and, and have mutants rule. Um, Wolverine's deepest desire has always been to remember his whole life after all the mind wipes that he's been through. So this conclusion does make a lot of sense. Um, out of really nowhere. <laughs> well, it's, a, Cage, uh, it's Cage that brings her up, but yeah, yeah. It, just, she just, yeah, it's, it is Cage that brings her my, up. But... My mutant power is deus ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's 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 very abrupt in the comics and, and it's kind of given zero explanation but here it is um uh there's a a young girl that that uh, he brings in called layla miller um and she has a essentially a power that for all intents and purposes awakens people to uh disturbances in the re in their reality um so basically she can she can she can uh, grant people the ability to realize that Oh my God! All my memories of my former life are back. So um, randomly created new character without which none of this can move forward because nobody will actually know what's going on. Absolutely, Correct. because Marvel. <laughs> yes. yes, because uh, no, and and Layla Miller is. I mean, she's a character moving forward, but she is such. She's kind of a joke in in you know amongst a lot of dedicated comic book readers. Because she was literally created to be a deus ex machina to to move the plot forward. And then after this storyline, they're like, what the fuck do we do with Layla Miller? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And like she, she also, keeps showing up. I feel like she doesn't she develop like completely new superpowers that have nothing to do with this. I feel like that's her quote unquote secondary mutation because quote unquote her first mutation has been used up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, something like that. It's weird. Uh, yeah. ra- random question before you move forward. You mentioned Cloak a couple times times is dagger anywhere to be seen in all of this no <laughs> that was also a question that we had when we did this for for graphically novel we're like how the fuck do you have cloak and no dagger and there's not even a mention of of dagger no like it's like so, dagger isn't even like drawn in the background kicking it somewhere like that's right. not cool right uh so for this and i'll get into it when we're done with the synopsis i read one of the house of m series trades that i had not read before and it was the avengers one um so i'll get into a little bit of that later um it's it's fucked up (laughs) okay um okay so they've got this deus ex machina named layla miller um and uh so they she starts essentially using her power and, and waking people up um, to their true lives and their memories. Um, Cloak takes them to Emma Frost's house and uh, she continues to do her thing there, uh, awakening Emma Frost um, and other various superheroes, uh, including Rogue, who accidentally touches her. And Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Rogue's in the Red Guard, right? Correct. So what's she doing at Emma Frost's house? Red Guard breaks in. Okay, so the yes. the the, the, the the events go thus. Wake up Emma Frost. Emma Frost, like, like looks right at Wolverine and goes, Logan, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, for a while, she just keeps saying, 
I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him so good. Because everyone automatically assumes Magneto. Well, yeah. Why not? Cy- Always Cyclops comes home because they're married. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets the whammy put on him. He almost pukes. And he's Emma goes with Emma Frost. Well, Emma goes over and just yells, <laughs> why are we married? <laughs> And then the Red Guard breaks in. And yes. this, big this, fight ensues. Rogue decides, oh, there's just a little girl. I'm just going to put my powers on her and whammy her. And she absorbs her power, which wakens her. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the Emma Frost and Cyclops being married, th- this is years before they actually delved into that relationship, right? It yes. sure is. Um, well, that's neat. <laughs> so this is something we discussed a little bit in Graphically Novel. I want to go into more detail on it here, but I'm going to stick a pin in it. Um, until we get to the end because we're fully spoiling in this episode. Um, but yes, this is definitely on my notes for something that we gonna get into. Cool. <laughs> I will I will hold on that then. All right. So um, one of the people that they uh, awaken is Hawkeye, who has who now learns that he Dead. died and then was resurrected. Who and resurrected really, him? He, oh, Wanda. Wanda resurrected yeah. him for this. Okay. Yeah. And, and he really, he's really, he's really having a tough time uh, with, with, uh, with that knowledge. And, um, and he kind of, he kind of dips, like he, he just leaves. Um, they debate over whether or not they want to do this to to uh, to Steve to Captain America, and then they determine that he is just super old and can't be useful. <laughs> it is important, though, and Poor I'm Steve. sure for a comic that I have not read or or a side thing. As everyone else is walking away, Layla's eyes flash the green of awakening. So I think she actually awakened Steve. You know, I didn't catch that, but walking that was- away. That's that I you know what? I'm here for that. Um I am I too. And I wanna I wanna I wanna see a hundred year old cat being like, oh hell no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh I'll have to go back and, and look at that again because you're you're most likely right. And if so, that would be cool. And I don't remember that ever it doesn't come to fruition into play. anywhere later. Yeah. No, but not in um, the main story. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um so yeah, but I just thought that was funny because they're like, no, he's just way too old. Uh let's leave him be. Yeah. This is <laughs> in the middle by the way of a of a muppet show a muppet movie style road trip where they're just going around <laughs> new york waking motherfuckers up yeah yeah they're 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 like let's let yeah they everybody pulls out their respective rolodexes and starts uh making making call making house calls well they're um, using the phone book primarily which is great because that's such yes. a 2006 fucking thing to do it really <laughs> is they like literally use the yellow pages and i'm like oh okay uh, yeah, I guess we. I guess we didn't have smartphones then. We did have the internet, but all right. Um, so, did did the entire Red Guard get woken up at that point, or just Rogue? All of them. Okay. Okay. Um, you never really see Toad again, but I can't imagine that Toad would be like, "Okay, well, thanks for that bounce." Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so eventually they decide that they're gonna um they got they gotta go to Genosha, Genosha and um I always want to pronounce Genosha like like Kenosha and I could be wrong. Uh that's just the Midwest in me. Um <laughs> Um, so they, they, they go back to Genosha and, um, on the way, Jessica Drew's like, Hey guys, what if we just, uh, what if we just stayed here where we're super happy? Like what's, what is the problem with this? And a couple people are like, Oh shit. <laughs> but My Wolverine, favorite is Wolverine going, you're going to feel really dumb that you said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine is having none of this and he's like, fuck nah. Um, <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, back in Genosha, um, the House of Magnus is holding a gala 
uh, for all kinds of, of dignitaries, uh, foreign and, and otherwise. Um, T'Challa's there, um, Aurora is there, Namor's there, um, Doom is there, uh, Genesvel of the Cree is there, etc. So it's a big, they're having a big gala. Um, and uh, it kind of reminded me of like like a like a red carpet kind of like a, like an Oscars party kind of um, you know like there's there's paparazzi and and uh, red carpet and all that uh, and then a sentinel attacks. <laughs> And the Sentinels, who are only supposed to be attacking the humans, attacks this thing. Correct. Okay. Uh, and Magneto uses his powers to hold it off, which is when everybody decides to to make their move. Um, and they had discussed in the helicarrier on the way there. They're like, "Hey, uh, don't hold back. Give them everything you've got. Do not pull your punches. We have to win in order to restore reality." Um, some highlights of that: uh, Rogue steals both Namor and Storm's powers and goes just cuckoo bananas. Um, <laughs> And Cyclops seemingly fucking vaporizes the piss out of Magneto. <laughs> Not good for him. Um, while this battle is going on, uh, Cloak takes both Emma and Layla over to Magneto's. He's got like a like a little garden. Um, and in the middle of it is a memorial stone for Xavier, who it says, uh, you know, he died so that Genosha sh- could live. Um, at this point, Emma just kind of breaks down and is like, it's over, man. It's over. It's over, man. Um, but Cloak checks and is like, hey, his bones aren't there. So there's nobody underneath this supposed grave. And then, uh, meanwhile, after that... <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange has a, a, a sit down chit chat with Wanda about what the fuck is happening. Uh, in this, we learn that the person that planted the idea of this uh, was not, in fact, Magneto. It was Quicksilver. Um, during the earlier conflict, when uh, when Quicksilver came to to visit Magneto and Wanda and was like, "How could you let them do this? You know, don't don't let them kill her." Blah 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 blah. He's the one who put the idea into her head that says, "Hey, maybe if we give everybody exactly what they want, they won't kill you." Um, and just <laughs> so Emma Emma asks Doctor Strange to ask about where where the hell is professor x is this psychiatrist dr dr strange or has he been woken up at this point too he he has also been woken up at this point. okay um and it's like hey ask him what the hell happened to to professor x but before he can do that uh wanda is shot with an arrow surprise it's hawkeye hey um, <laughs> like in the back of the neck full execution style yeah like. hey she she killed him i get it <laughs> and he's he's really having a tough time um and, and then uh after after this 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 heated exchange um you know where he he basically breaks down uh to Wanda about how he he was dead and and now he's not dead and this is really fucking with him um he's killed again uh by uh one of Wanda's twins um who basically just like vaporizes him um so how screams at him until twice. he until he yeah screams at him until he disintegrates yeah <laughs> And that's, and that's the second death of Hawkeye. Um, and then uh, in the garden, um, meanwhile, uh, Magneto, uh, Emma Frost, and Layla Miller are all talking about uh, what's what everything has happened. Um, and he finds out that Quicksilver is the one who put the idea into Wanda's head. Uh, his response to this is to nearly kill him by just beating the absolute piss out of him with big pieces of metal. <laughs> And uh, Scarlet Witch shows up again and is like, hey, this is ridiculous. Uh, and then we've got the famous, you know, we're, we're freaks, we're mutant, mutants, you chose us over us and you ruined us. Daddy, no more mutants. Everything goes white again. 
when everybody wakes back up after the second flush of white, everything is back to the way it was. Um, there's a lot of scenes of confusion as people, you know, Peter wakes back up next to Mary Jane. Um, some people remember, some people don't remember what happened to them. Um, Anyone touched by Layla remembers. Right. If they were not, if they were not in direct contact with her, they, they don't remember. Okay. Um, and um, Peter's not having a great time, by yeah, the way. He's really not having, nobody is really having a good time, but Peter is definitely not having a good time <laughs> is this um, specifically because he was with gwen and now he remembers that she died in his it, arms it wasn't even necessarily that like it's the it's the whole he remembered that she died in his arms back when he was awoken um and there's a whole kind of he has a real hard time with it because this is for him this is the life he always wanted like this is Peter just saying, if you were to say what was be your perfect life, and this is while he's married to Mary Jane, mind you. Um, he's like, I would be with Gwen, we would have a kid, um, and we would hang out every day with Uncle Ben and Aunt May. And that is what he's doing. Like, and he's a celebrity, like basically he became a celebrity uh, starting with that first wrestling match. Okay. Um, and then it projected from there. So basically he's the rock of, you know, house of m um so he loved his life but then he wakes up and it's it's not necessarily that it's unfair you know it's he wrestles with it because he's like okay i i can identify that that was my perfect life but i can also identify that in this life i'm married to a woman that i love right but what does that say about me? It kind of causes this whole existential crisis of if this is what I really wanted and this is what I've settled for. I mean, I'm happy with what I've settled for, right? But. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's very rough. Um, so yeah, so the mutants start waking up uh, and realizing that... Um, a ton of them have lost their powers. Um, the X-Mansion is in absolute chaos because nobody can do anything anymore. Um, Iceman is like sweaty. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a great panel. Um, yeah, where he says, is it just hot in here? Is it hot in here? Is it just me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, God bless Bobby Drake. Um, <laughs> uh, Emma uses Cerebro to scan the world for mutant activity and there's, there's nothing. Um, and so they're they're trying to figure out what the hell happened uh and then back at, at stark tower and uh there's well, a... before before that too um wolverine sits up and just says i remember that's the only yes. panel that you get of wolverine mm -hmm. so he has his whole life wow yeah all of all of his mind wipes things like that they're they're, they're Reset. On the yeah so um, but but there are no mutants at this point right okay there are some well there are yeah there are some but for the most part like a and I can't remember the exact, there were 16 million mutants, I think, at the beginning of this. Well, in this, they say there could have been hundreds of thousands, if not a million mutants at this point. There are 198 by the point that they, yeah, by the by the aftermath of this, they identify there are 198 mutants on Earth. This, this yeah. may not be part of House of M, but do they ever explain why those 198 kept their powers? No, it okay. was it was random because like Iceman's depowered, Blob's depowered, but and it splits pretty evenly between like villain mutants and regular mutants mm -hmm. or and superhero mutants. Okay. Yeah. So um, they there's a there's a um, like a, a news report uh, while they're in the Stark Tower um, or the uh, Avengers Tower, and it's um, Hawkeye's uniform and. Uh, and it looks like it's set up like almost like a crucifixion scene. It's very weird. 
it's being held up by the two arms with arrows. Yeah. And uh, next to it is another arrow that just has the newspaper article about when he died. Yeah. And so that happens. Is that like a hint that he's still alive since it's stuck up with arrows or is it yes. what? Yes. Okay. Will we find out how he came back a third time? Not yes. in this arc. Not in this <laughs> that's fine. Arc, but yeah. That's, that's fine. I, I just... I. Because Marvel, like yes. sometimes people come back and we don't know why. <laughs> I would like to know why he got to die twice and still come back only to go deaf and be in one of the best comic books ever. But you it, know, it does, it does, uh, it does definitely uh, affect him in a negative way. I can definitely yeah. say. <laughs> and, it, and it does, it does. So Matt Fraction's run of uh, of Hawkeye, he pulled so much stuff from Clint. And from what I remember the last time I read it, this very much was a turning point for Clint. So that is discussed or or addressed in the Fraction run. Just just for my own timeline in my head, where when does Ronan happen? How many years later is that? Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I could have looked that up myself. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, let me no, let me Google that for you. That's that's, no, that's why right. we're that's why we're here. Yep. Um, that is a good question, and I am blanking suddenly. I want to say it wasn't too terribly long after this. But 2007, so two years. Okay, yeah, so this is yeah. pr- so okay. So so Ronan being Ronan is probably tied to Clint being messed up from this. Well, keep in mind this happens, and a year later, civil war happens. Okay, yeah, that'll 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 mess a guy up. <laughs> yeah, he's had a tough time. He has. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so the conclusion of this is that um, they go, uh, the X-Men are trying to figure out what in the absolute hell is happening. So they they decide that they, they got to return to Genosha again, and, and they're going to confront Magneto. Um, when they get there, they find out that he also doesn't have his powers anymore. Uh, and he really just, he's, he's, he's nobody. He's nothing anymore. Um, he's, he's got nothing. Um, and uh, so Wolverine uh, decides that the best possible punishment for Magneto is to keep him alive, let him age normally, have no power, um, and just kind of condemn him to being old and dying. Um, Does that tie into any of the Joseph stuff that happened, or am I off on timeline on that? No, Joseph was earlier. Joseph was the okay. 90s. Yeah, that's, again, uh, my my I, my timeline is so skewed right now. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, so at the conclusion of this, they really don't know how this could have happened. Um, Wanda is not showing up on Cerebro. Xavier's still missing. Um, and there, at the end, Hank Pym talks about how um, the powers, all of this energy that's in the powers uh, can't simply vanish. It has to exist somewhere. So for every action, of course, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So what will be the reaction? And as the arc closes out, and there he kind of pulls back to show that there is a huge, like, red red energy field uh, that's kind of starting to surround the earth. And that is where House of M ends. I took that as Phoenix Force. I, you know, so <laughs> I read this originally um, ages ago and, and only reread it recently. And I think assumed that it was Wanda's magic because mm. I am far more versed in the MCU these days, <laughs> but right. I could be incorrect. Um, that's what I interpreted that as meaning. So uh, yeah, that's, that's house of M. Yeah, um, that's, that's it. That's house of M. Did, did any of the deaths that happened in house of M take? No. Or did, okay. So, so this really was just a big, other than mutants losing their powers, uh, Patrick, we, we, we cut to Patrick Duffy in the shower. He has not been killed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was just all but one big dream. 
Well, some people, um, so there are some comic storylines that do um, tie into this and do give explanations as to how um, some of the the deceased characters aren't actually dead. Like I know uh, that in terms of because one of the people that was that was killed uh, way back uh, was was Ant Man, and I know that it's, it turns out that uh, the Cassie Lang ended up uh, and the Young Avengers ended up saving him and transporting him to safety. Um, so that's one. Wait, so he, so so Ant Man is not dead no, either. He is not. Okay, that <laughs> all right. Although he didn't show up anywhere in House of M. Yeah, he was not present in House of M. It was like this, it was, he was certainly not appearing in this film. Um, And and neither was Vision, which is actually kind of important because Wanda and Vision were married when she killed him in Avengers Disassembled. And he does not show up anywhere in this. Yes, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of, I, I, as I was reading, I was like, of all the things, everybody's getting their their fondest wishes and whatever, and she she didn't she didn't choose to bring him back. That's weird. So who who was the father of her kids? They don't say. Okay. Yeah. Any of the other deaths from Disassembled Undone when um, everybody wakes up? Oh gosh, I know there's one more, and I'm totally blanking on who the hell it was. Is Thor back? Um. No, Thor was nowhere in. Yeah, Thor was not present. Um, uh, Ant Man, Vision, and Hawkeye. Yeah, and so yeah, that was that's all I've got. In my notes is Ant Man, Vision, and Hawkeye. Okay. Hawkeye comes back later um, in Hawkeye <laughs> in his in his infractions run. Uh, right, where he's, having, he's having a tough time. <laughs> so <laughs> when it's the, not having a tough time, there's a uh, there's a small bit of uh, what I will what I will just call a running gag, uh, running segment in this show called Where Is Gambit. Uh, House of M, if you look at the main cover, there is Wolverine and directly behind him. Oh, yeah, there he is. The, the most prominent person on this cover, cover, other than Wolverine, and I guess Beast, if you really look closely, is Gambit. Now, Gambit's in like two scenes. He's a thief. Yeah. He gets busted yeah. by Ms. Marvel. Yeah, that's it. That's literally, I think he was in there for maybe three panels where he was, you know, Ms. Marvel's like, stop, criminal. And then he's like, no. And then, yeah, it's just, it's. So he was a pretty famous. <laughs> used to sell the book well also bendis hates gambit so <laughs> and bendis uh you know was was this was bendis's baby to really reintroduce the large uh cross uh comics event mm-hmm. it had it hadn't been done i think since secret war um the 90s they generally kept it to like i mean Spider-Man had four different comics, so you would run all of your stuff over four Spider-Man comics. Same with X-Men, but it wasn't really all of the Marvel universe. Right, and even Disassembled only ran through like four or five different books, I think. Right, so uh, yeah, this was this was a, a, a money grab. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fairly short, but it does affect and inform so many plot lines that came after it. Like that's the one thing that's that I find really interesting about this because I forgot that this is not it's not it's it's only uh, eight issues, right? Uh, it's not very long, but it is there's a lot going on and a lot comes out of it. So before we get to pins stuck in things, uh, Matt, do you have any questions on what we have described thus far? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. I I, I feel like I asked most questions I would have. Um, I, I really, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I think we're covered, honestly. So the thing that I wanted to bring up and talk about, uh, and, and I believe that Jen may want to, uh, uh, pipe up in this part and I know Leia will, (laughs) is how women are treated 
in this comic with yeah. everyone's perfect life. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that uh, that both Josh and I noticed upon this reread is that um, all the guys kind of get their 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 preferred bang partner, and the women are just sort of props for this. Um, there's no uh, there's not a lot of 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 women who are getting like their deepest you know wishes or desires or whatever. It's basically the guys are married to who they really want to be married to. Um, and, and the girls are just kind of there, uh, which is pointed know. out twice. It's yeah. pointed out once when Emma Frost says, why are we married? <laughs> and the second time when Mystique is woken up, she slaps the shit out of Logan. Yes. Hurts herself. And hurts herself and hurts because herself. he is adamantium <laughs> skeleton. Right. So I, I, I don't remember any time in my reading of, of Wolverine having a thing for Mystique. Is that, did I miss all that somewhere? So there's a conversation um, that, that we miss because it, it, it isn't really important to the main storyline. But so they wake up Peter and Peter has a real fucking problem because Peter, when they wake him up, is with Gwen, his kid, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. And Peter runs away, (laughs) like is like, what? what the fuck is this and like runs up a building uh emma frost very quickly uh because gwen is freaking out going why did my husband run away what did you do uh wind mind whammies all of them and just basically says go to the park and play and they're like okay we will go to the park and play uh and all of the people that are awoken at that point look at each other and say um who wants to go talk to pete and Wolverine, of all people, goes, I'll do it. <laughs> so he goes and they have a heart-to-heart, you know, kind of on top of of, of a building um, to discuss where they are at mentally. And um, that's when they... You know, Wolverine says, well, I, I think everyone got the life that Wanda gave everyone the life that they wanted. And Pete goes, oh, yeah, what was yours? And Wolverine's response is, I guess I always wanted to be Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To which Pete goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's also implied too, and I don't, Josh, you can you can uh, agree with me or disagree as you see fit. But I feel like it was implied that part of the reason that Logan is banging uh, Mystique is because she can look like whoever he would like. Oh, to yes, that's yes. that's the trick. And, and Jen, would Which you like to? Worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's awful. It's yeah, awful. because in the first scene when he wakes up in this this alternate reality, it looks like he's with Gene. Gene. Yep. It's a redhead. Right. And then switches to. Right. And he's freaking out being like, this is not my life. And she's like, listen, I I didn't mean to wake you up like this, but it's your redhead fetish. (laughs) So, but didn't you, didn't you say before that they had not discussed Scott's infatuation with Emma Frost yet? Um, I don't believe so. Cause that's really done. Okay, so now we're going to get into Whedon's run of X-Men is just after, um, is in 2004. So no, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah, he and and Emma Frost have been together in the comics for a while because they've already done the storyline where 
Scott was psychically cheating with Emma. I was reading the books at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2004 was the Astonishing X-Men run. So Jean's dead. Scott is with Emma. Okay. So it, so it actually makes sense that he would be with Emma at this point in his perfect world. I believe so. Unless something happened. No, because the, yeah, the first run ran from, man, I'm wondering if this is the Ellis run. No, Whedon's run is still going on. So yes, they are together. Okay. That's okay. That's that clears that up then. Yep. So yeah. It's so a, literally every dude got their preferred bang and the women got the shaft. Right, right. Because yeah. Warren Ellis's run on on X, Astonishing X Men didn't start until 2008. Hmm. Yeah, sadly, that makes sense for comics. Yeah, it <laughs> sure does. Yeah, it was it was very clearly written by a dude um, in that aspect. Like it was just like, yeah, you know, all the guys get you know whatever whatever their preferred mega hottie is, and that's that's their that's their life now. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I would say that for me, uh, we're we're at the point of the show where where we kind of talk about our our unbridled uh, opinion of this run. Um, <laughs> House of M to me has for a long time kind of been comfort food almost. Like if I want to just sit down and, and read something beginning to end, um, usually it's digital. But I I really like the House of M stuff. Um, I've started to really expand. I remember reading the Spider-Man stuff for it because it was super interesting to me and I was totally into Spider-Man. But yeah, like like I was saying before, in the in this world, uh, Spider-Man is accepted as a mutant and is like the rock and is hugely popular. <laughs> um, but in his specific House of M run that happens just before House of M starts, it's starting to become exposed that he is not a mutant, which would basically spell disaster for his brand. Right. Um, I like the things that they did with it. I did read the Avengers run. So the Avengers run is basically what happened to Luke Cage and how he started this resistance that shows up. And um, he grew up again in Hell's Kitchen, but he grew up Diamondback is a mutant. Uh, and so he grew up with a mutant best friend until there's a woman that they both like. And then Diamondback frames him. Same, I, I believe that's the same story as regular Luke Cage. Um, in prison, uh, he's just going to be there um, until they the, the part that they never talk about in the actual continuity is how Magnus rose to power. There was a mutant human war, uh, just called the mutant war. Uh, Magneto very much wins it very, very quickly. Um, but in the small time while the war is going on, the uh, people in Seagate prison go, if you volunteer for this procedure, basically trying to make more super soldiers, we will commute your sentence um, as long as you serve a certain amount of time in the war. Well, he goes through all of that, breaks out of prison, and then the war's over. Magnus has already won. So he goes back to Hell's Kitchen, which is called Sapien Town. So basically <laughs> Hell's Kitchen is where all the humans are put. Um, because Magneto has also identified Transformer mutants, so people like uh, a, a good example is Sage from the X-Men who can basically jumpstart your uh, your X-Gene. So he finds a bunch of those and sends them out. So there are millions of mutants in uh, House of M because Magneto is honestly going through and saying, oh, if you have the X-Gene, we will just jumpstart you. He's just and making you will, mutants. Yes. And you will okay. be the ruling class. 
Okay. T tiny side note, you kept mentioning Diamond. You mentioned Diamondback. I forgot there's two completely different Diamondbacks in the Marvel Universe. Yes, this is the Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, like like you're saying it because I just read Disassembled and the Captain America story in that. Right. I'm, I'm thinking of, of her and you're talking about the other one. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm there's talking about the Luke one. Cage, the Luke right. Cage villain. Right. Uh, that for everything in every time has always been human, but for some reason in this House of M thing got turned to be uh to to be a mutant. Um maybe that so, was his greatest wish. Well, no, it was Luke's greatest wish because Luke also then breaks out of prison, um, is assumed dead, shows up, beats the ever-loving hell out of Diamondback. It's questioned on whether or not he kills him. It doesn't really say, but then takes over his gang okay. uh, and runs his gang out of the back of Josie's and then eventually hires Hawkeye, Iron Fist, and Moon Knight. He hires Prowler to make them gadgets. Mockingbird starts dating Clint and they become a thing. Wait, is this all House of M stuff? Yes. This okay. is, this is, there is an entire separate, uh, several separate books, but this is all House of M. It's called House of M Avengers. And it's okay. kind of a, an almost what if it goes through like Frank Castle is discussed in it, Misty is in it, Shang Li is in it. I mean, it, if you like the street level shit, I in do. Marvel, and you like House of M, this is the book to get. Okay, well, I'm going to be reading all of them. So I, well. <laughs> I, I, I took my read of Disassembled, and I'm, I'm parlaying it into. I'm just going to read everything that came after it in order. It's going to take a long ass time, but I'll, I'll so, catch up eventually. So other than what we discovered about the the treatment of women in this, which is A, very Bendis and B, very 2006. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, it was very much, I, I mean, in, it's not like this was tremendously long ago, but it was still, I think in some ways, a, a distinct pro uh, uh, product of its time. Um, yes. You know, when it, when it comes to especially comics. <laughs> so Leia, what, uh, where does this fall in your, in your so comics I, I um i actually really enjoyed this storyline because like i said um in terms of the things that come out of it and the things that come after a lot of interesting stuff takes place um so it's a really great i feel like it's the great start of a story um rather than its own i mean i know it's its own arc but i mean you get what i'm trying to say like it, it it's right. a jumping off point for a lot of stuff um so i that being said i really enjoyed the reread and uh, picked up on a lot of stuff that I didn't, I definitely didn't pick up on the first time around. And or now with the uh, the passage of time, I was able to kind of be like, oh, well, that's where that came from, you know, or that's how that started, you know. And so it was a, it's a nice little trip down memory lane. <laughs> I will say I, I totally didn't remember that this was only a year out from Civil War. Neither did um, I. Neither did I, yeah. But the fact that there's only 198 mutants makes sense because then... The federal government makes basically Xavier's mansion the mutant reservation, yeah. and that that actually ties pretty well into Civil War as we discussed in our last show. So yeah, because if there were millions of mutants, you can't you can't put them on a reservation or keep exactly. them under the lock and key that they did. So it does really tie in to Civil War. And then, you know, Civil War ties into Secret Invasion, which ties into, which ties into, um, mm -hmm. you know, things, things that we will be discussing, I'm sure, eventually on this show. <laughs> so, Matt, grade us. How do you think we did? Do you feel you have a pretty good understanding of House of M? I, I think I do. I, I would give, I think I'd give you an A. Um, 
I'm I'm definitely coming at it from uh, having a decent idea of, of who's who and the different players. So you cleared a lot of stuff up for me. Um, I think if I wanted to skip it, I could at this point and be comfortable reading forward. But uh, you more made me want to go and read it myself to catch all this stuff. Well, that's so. also kind of the point, you know, like we want to give you an overview, but we want to make it accessible because it could be a lot. Hashtag right. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, especially if you're coming into it new, um, you know, with Graphically Novel, we do, oh, okay, you like WandaVision. This is House of M. And, and House of M is pretty accessible because you can start from this point and then go, okay, well, this is all their deepest, darkest desires. Where do I go from here? Well, you just keep reading right. because you'll see where things fall, right. you know, right. after this. Um, and that's the point of that show. This show is, okay, cool. Have you been curious about this? Well, then we're just going to lay it all out, spoilers and all. I mean, there are still details that we didn't go over, and there's there's a lot of back and forth, and, and we didn't get into the minutia. But if you're interested at this point, either you can keep reading at this point, or, as you said, you can go back and find all of the different, your favorite heroes. You know, there is, there is in, in this world, the Fantastic Four never show up. But there's That's a Fantastic right. Four Iron Man uh, series. Yes. Uh, Uh, There is an entire mini series for this dedicated to the mutant war and how Magneto rose to power. Oh. Um, so if you like this world, if you like this storyline, there is plenty more to read on it. Mm-hmm. And eventually we will also be covering um, later this season, Secret Wars, which was also a huge uh The, the original or the No, new the one. newest one. Okay. That had a Civil War world. So, okay. Or, not Civil War, I'm sorry, House of M world. Oh. It also had a Civil War world. But basically every one of these is, is represented back there. So when we eventually get to Secret Wars, Wars, we will have to discuss, you know, these sections are these realities. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun one. I, oh, I hope I don't, I don't, I, I hope I'm not the lecturer for that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I am though, because I think I'm the even or the odd ones. So, yeah, you yes. are. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're odds and I'm even. That's all right. Uh, Professor L will get Civil <laughs> War too. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope yeah, you had a good time. This is this is a blast. Thank you for having me. I I'm glad I can say my first podcast experience was a good one. Good. Absolutely. So and you're you're always welcome. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, graphically novel openings uh, that I posted the other day. So if you if any of those are of interest, by all means, I'll, I'll take a look. And, <laughs> and and if not, uh, hopefully that has more to come, and this does too. And I'm, I'll try to get back at some point. Sounds right. great. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been Rhett Conversations. Uh, please tune in next week when we, oh my God, <laughs> when we start our Spider-Man block. Um, I am so sorry for that. We're doing three of the most confusing and hated Spider-Man stories. And we're starting. Of all time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> say it with me. Of all time. time. Uh, Thank you, Simon, from what culture? Um, Jules. 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 Oh, my God. You're right. Jules. Uh, (laughs) But we are starting with the 90s clone saga. Oh, my God. It's going to hurt hurt so bad. And I have to be Professor J for that one. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, until then, please tune in and have a great time. And Jared Adam, who does our theme, our, our fake Elvis, (laughs) 
is fantastic. Matt Hirth was our amazing guest this show. My co-host is Leah Cameron, the person that makes this all possible. <laughs> My name is Josh Wasta. We'll see you in two weeks. Some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration alienating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little five babies of what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Vendello 2021.